0: Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with bestselling and award-winning authors across the genres. My conversation with Jason Mott, the 2021 national book award for fiction winner winner of the 2021 national book award for fiction that's up there he wrote hell of a book and oh what a funny guy what an interesting guy never chooses his own title that's what he told me it's true so that's an interesting detail and we got into why and what that's like if you want to check it out Go to authormagazine.org, and we're funded by the good people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They have been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. We do a conference every year. God, we're hoping to do it live. We are in September, next September. We're just assuming that's going to be possible. Uh, We're assuming that. If it is, it's going to be at a brand new location in Redmond, big, beautiful hotel. Oh, it's going to be nice. I hope to see you there. There's going to be a writing contest if you're into such things, so go check that out at author, uh, at pnwa.org. All you need to know is at pnwa.org. I should say a couple things for me. I am, uh, first of all, this Saturday, starting this Saturday, I'm going to be teaching a six-week um, virtual memoir and personal essay class. Yes, six weeks, intensive, two hours a day every Saturday from 11 a.m. Pacific for two hours. Bill room. if you want to sign up, pop on over to williamkenauer.com. Uh, you can sign up. But also, this January, I am offering a special discounted rate of one-on-one fearless writing with me. Yes, only 99 bucks. That is a deal. And it's just you and me, one-on-one, on Zoom, talking about whatever it is, the hard part of writing for you. This is what I do. If you've ever been to one of my workshops, if you've ever been a fearless writing workshop and you've enjoyed it, you thought, I'd like some time just me and Bill, well, now's your chance. Now's your chance, people. uh, It's filling up pretty fast. People jumped on it, but there's still slots available if you want to for the month of January only. Go over to WilliamKanauer.com and sign up. Okay. Hey, it's good to be live. It's good to be here. January's cooking along, and we got a great start to the year. Well, not quite a start, but nearly, with today's guest, Sean Singleton II. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Sean is a 2021 CREA Award winner, Brains executive contributor, scribed feature speaker for leadership and mindset, published author of Brick by Brick, Reshape Your Thinking, certified personal trainer and cognitive behavioral life and business coach who has committed the last 14 years of his life, learning what it takes to develop habits and the mindset to become successful in life, both personally and professionally. And he's here with us now, Sean. Sean, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, Bill? Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm eager to talk about Sean. You know, what I want to talk about the way people get in their own way. Does that oh, ring yeah. a bell with you? How we just yes, did. we are the we are the fly in the ointment, aren't we?
1: We are, yeah. We can definitely get in our own way a lot of times.
0: <laughs> it's all stuff in oh, the mind. Oh God. It's all yeah, I, 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 I mastered that for a while. But listen, let's, so let's back up. You and I were chatting uh, beforehand, and I mentioned that I found a – my mom had sent me something years ago, and I uncovered it. And it, I, it, I found that when I was in first or second grade, I wanted to be a comedian on TV when I grew up. And you said that you told your mom first you wanted to be an NBA player, and then yes. you, you tacked a little bit – I'll say right – <laughs> I don't know if there's a left or right. You tacked a little bit and said, no, CEO. So how old were you when you said that? I was five. It was, oh. I was five. oh, God, boy. Oh, pity the parent who has a CEO for us. My oldest kid was, we always said, was a CEO without a business to run. <laughs> so we, were, we became that business. So you wanted to be a CEO. And so do you even remember that, that little kid yeah. who wanted to be a CEO? Yeah. Yep, I do. Yeah, I was looking at my mom, and I said, Mom, I, uh, you
1: know, I want to be a CEO. I, I want to be a leader. Because she always encouraged me to be a leader. She said, you, you, you have leadership qualities. You just have to learn how to lead effectively. And I said, well, I don't know how to do this. So, said, well, you got to figure that out, because playing basketball
0: isn't who you are. It's just what you do. I said, well right well, okay <laughs> did she did she recognize because you know for some people it becomes the thing of course there are people who that's what they do right for a time anyway and they maybe for their whole life if they coach and stuff but she recognized in you that probably she must have sensed there was more to you than just this thing you enjoy this one thing you enjoy yeah i think it was just her you know as a single
1: mother right you want to protect your children yeah. from the disappointment and you don't want to let them believe in something that's false and so she wanted to make sure that hey this isn't the reality of you making it there is very slim. But if you have a strong mindset and strong leadership potential, you can still be somebody of importance and of value and have the same feeling. And I think that's what she really wanted to make sure yeah. she instilled in me. Right. And at, at the time I was like, I don't, I don't know what this means, but I said, okay, fine. Well, I'll own a basketball team. She was like, that's more that. I'll support that. You own, a basketball team. <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> own. Wait a minute. Here's my question to you, Sean. How the hell did you know what a CEO was when you were five? I think I asked my brother, when he was five, what he wanted to be, he said, a motorcycle man, meaning a guy who rode a motorcycle. That was his <laughs> ambition. I said, that's not a job.
1: <laughs> I um, think she just, you know, I, I just asked the question. I just, she, yeah. I said, what, what are the possibilities? Because I was like, well, what else uh, is there? She's like, I, well, there's engineers, there's, there's leaders of companies, there's. You know, she was telling me all these things. I was like, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy leading the company, then making the decisions for the people to make their lives better. It wasn't even a money thing. I just wanted to be in a position to impact others and make their lives better. Right? It had nothing to do with the salary. I just, I was just a kid wanting to make a difference. So good for you.
0: (laughs) You know, I got to give your mom props because sometimes one of the mistakes sometimes I think parents make in their attempt to protect their children, as we all want to. Do you have kids yourself yet? Or yeah, you four. Kids? Four. Four. Oh, Jesus <laughs> God man stop <laughs> stop all right <laughs> so um some of the stakes we make is we actually limit what they think is possible in our attempt to keep them safe we we paint a view of life that is like only a small thing is possible for you only you know kids from my family are we, no one's an artist no one's a leader you know what, you know what i mean i think sometimes yep. that's a it, it, the intentions are good but they're really just based on their own fear and limited belief about what is possible based on their own experiences. Yes. does that make sense absolutely yep i agree 100. your mom wasn't one yeah. of them
1: no no well she just wanted to be real you're right she just she it, it yeah. wasn't i didn't have you know i had to grow up early and you know that's that's where the 14 years comes from i had to grow up really early it wasn't like i had a choice to do bad it's like if you did bad you lost your entire life because i have no way to help you to get back right. on track, right. so you really right. thought about decisions, and it's like, okay, what decision? I need to elevate myself a little bit faster, so I make sure when I get to your age or the age that you are now, mom, that I'm in a better spot because that's what you right. want for me. So let me honor that sacrifice and do something about it to get there.
0: Oh, what a good son! What a <laughs> good. Son. I would have liked to have had one of you. Okay, so. uh no, my kids, I, my kids are great. They're, great. they're great. I don't think they ever thought of honoring me, but I think they're great. Um, so, but here's the thing. So I've, I've interviewed a lot of uh, coaches and spiritual teachers and the like. And uh, I don't know if this is true for you, but one thing they seem to all have in common is that before the teaching began and before the coaching began, there were hard times. There was trouble. There was, it was hard times that often – it doesn't sound like that's exactly the case for you, but usually it is, comes – there's a kind of a forge that their teaching comes out of that is their own suffering and sometimes disappointment. Is that the case for you, or was it just I'm going to make a difference, god damn it, and here I go?
1: I, I think it was a little of both. Um, because okay. of my, yeah, I, I've been hardship – like I was born into hardship. There, there was no – was what was the a, hardship?
0: Oh, Describe the you know, hardship just, for me. What was it? Yeah.
1: So, you know, I don't know if you've been from, you know, from just single mothers, just single parents, period. Parenting by yourself
0: is the oh, hardest please. thing.
1: Oh, my God. In my mom was world. a single mom. God. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay, so you get, mom. you get it. You get it. The
1: struggles and the provisions and then, you know, having the things that happened to us with the traumas that incurred in my family, my mom being abused by, you know, stepfathers and then the men oh, coming in and out, okay. I mean, the yeah, emotional yeah, yeah. push and pull. Right? It's like that's happened in the childhood. Then you get into adulthood. Was well, it's like, I just want to do better. So I get married right. thinking that I can do better. And, you know, my father was never in my life. So he, he was in right. and out, I, I should say. He was more out than in. Definitely yep. more out than in. So it was like, you get to that level, and I want to duplicate and do something better. And then, you yep. know, five years of just, like, my wife just, like, I mean, it's just, just like it's I just want to be successful, financially successful. So I right. was killing right. sure. my family by chasing this thing. <laughs> and it's just like, man, yep. like, slow down. So you know, it's, then I realize, yeah, it's oh, kind
0: of weird, it? isn't it, Sean? Because you, you're doing this because you want to do good for them. And yet yeah. it kind of tears them up because you get so crazed about the money and the work, and then you're not even there for them. Exactly. Yep. time and money. Yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Man. So that's
0: what started for me because I really wanted to set the foundation. I
1: said, all right, there's a way that this is done that people need to learn about. Because when I figured it out, I said, ah, everything I learned that was good. I took everything I did that was good because I took six years and studied. I started this book seven years ago. And I said, right, okay. I'm going I'm to make sure it's the best book that I've written. And it's only 72 pages when you think about it. And I'm like, why do you really make it 72 pages? People ask me all the time. And I said, it's, an, it's with intention. It's because I, don't, I right. hate the long-winded books. Well, they don't <laughs> get to the point. You don't need get to read to me talk.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: You don't need to read me talk all day. You need to know exactly how this applies to you. Don't read the book and be like, oh, this is Sean's version. I need to become the next Sean. No, it's, I no, teach no. people to become the best version of themselves by using okay. these principles that I learned that can be repeated and duplicated regardless of any whatever level you're in in your life or whatever age range. And I say that – and everybody says that, but I truly did – I studied this for six years on top of the 14 years I've spent learning this stuff. This is, this right. is you know, a, a condensed book of everything that I have
0: that's knowledgeable and good, and I know it's going to work for you. So what kind of thinking – so talk to me about yourself. How did – what kind of thinking did you reshape that was most helpful for you? Well, I, I've got a list in myself, but I I, I want to hear, like, what – when did you first realize that your that thinking was a, such a problem and such a solution at the same time? Yeah, I think it was when my wife left. Uh, <laughs> wow, <Well, laughs> yeah. that'll do it. That, yeah,
1: That'll do it, right? When, when your family fart, you're like, whoa, hold on. I yeah. thought I was doing everything right. And then she was like, yeah, I'm not coming back until you, you either change – or you just accept that this is going to be your life because I'm not going to do both. I'm not going to come second to whatever it is you're you're chasing. I wasn't finding it. And so that was when it kind of clicked for me. I said, all right, I got to slow down. And I had to just start over and start fundamentally from the base level of healing from the things that were troubling me from the past from those, you know, from that time as a child and father not being there. And then I had to start, okay, now as an adult, now you can work. And once I healed from that and got to the level of, okay, I'm accepting being a husband, I can't do this as a father. I can't do this as a man. Even though I hadn't seen it, I know how to duplicate it, you, and then I think, just
0: carried that out. Do you, do you think that was part of the problem is that you didn't see it, and so you didn't feel like you knew how to do it? You were kind of operating in a vacuum?
1: Uh, I mean, i said yes and no. I'd argue that if I had seen it, it may have been one-sided and may have done more damage than good because I would have right. learned bad habits.
0: Not right. Seeing it, right. I
1: had I, I longed for it so badly that, yes, when I got there, I chased it. I did a lot of things really well. You know, I think I think mm-hmm. because I hadn't seen anybody mess up, I did a lot of things really well. But because right. I hadn't seen someone, you know, who I could talk to through the process, that's where it affected me, where I couldn't use a reference point to see what was working and how to balance it out. That's what I think right. I lacked
0: the most. Right. And so do you remember some of the thoughts you kind of had to let go of that had been, been you hadn't questioned that were just there? sort of guiding your life in a, in a yeah. way that – what were some of those thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the biggest one was that, you know, money kind of
1: solves everything. Right. Uh, because right. Com- coming from right. nothing, you, you see this ima- – which, which you think of the NBA player, right? It's like that's why you want to be an NBA player because it's sure. money that solves the problems that you're dealing with now. You know, not having shoes, holes in my shoes, pants, right. me downs It's like, I don't like this lifestyle. I want to be able to buy stuff. And then right. actually look good doing it. So, right. you know, and sure. I, and I'm grateful for it. Granted, I'm grateful for it. I don't, I don't, you know, knock it at all. I just hated the the feedback right. I got from my peers, being bullied and talked about, and like, man, that's, this is annoying. If I just had money, then I could do oh. this. That was the biggest thought I had to let go, because I had to realize money is just a temporary thing that buys a temporary need. But if you use right. it correctly, you can invest it to turn into a long term you know, generate wealth generation tool that's creating a legacy. And that's where it kind of clicked for me. That's why I had to let go.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. You know, it's not you're you sure aren't alone in that. Right. I mean, yeah, I think money is some of the most misunderstood is one of the most misunderstood concepts for people and causes. And I think people who are poor are poor because they kind of hate money because they hate the hold it has over them. Or they, they, I mean, not everyone, but I can understand disliking money. I, In fact, I remember I, I looked up after I worked a job that wasn't didn't bring me any pleasure for years, and I realized I kind of grew to hate money, even though I had enough of it, because it was just what kept yeah. me enslaved, I thought, to this thing I didn't want to do. And it was once I started doing what I loved, that I started loving it. But it took a while. It's like, man, I don't like it. It just causes a lot of misery, it seems like. Does that resonate?
1: Uh, I mean, I'd say yes, you know, again, I would say yes, because, you know, sometimes when you get, if you, I think it's the value that you place on money, really, is where that feeling comes from. If you value it to a certain degree where it's like, this is what I need to live, then you, you know, then, yeah, you're you're going to run out of it pretty quick. Because once your bank account's at zero, your emotions drop, too. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's learning, you know, that money is not attached to, you know, who you are, what you do. It just provides a need. Right, I say as I say always, money is a resource, not a license It's a resource right. to do something good to invest in other people, to invest in yourself it's not a license for you to show off or to feel right. you know proud of yourself right it doesn't give you any of those things it's just a resource and you have to turn it into a a a non-tangible resource that produces value. And that's the challenging part that I think people struggle with learning and they find it so difficult. They, they hate the aspect of, I hate this because I keep losing it. So I'll just keep writing it the way that I'm used to. So (laughs) that's
0: what it turns out to be. So you start working on yourself, but at some point you start working with other people, I assume. Mm -hmm. In other words, you start, you're the first, you're your first client. That's almost always the case, right? Always. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You start with yourself, but then you realize that what you're learning about yourself can be, can be used to help other people. Can talk about that journey?
1: Yeah, that started when honestly when I was you know in high school because like I said I really really early, so I learned a lot from people older. Just asking questions from my mom, I was, and other people in my life. You know what I didn't consider them role model male figures, but they were just people who were doing stuff that I wanted to do, and I just sat right. and listened. I asked them oh, questions after the questions. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. I, okay. I, I still study. My mentor loves me for it. He's like, you just always listen. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to like fight you for it. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing and listen. I want to get a pen and paper. You've done it already. I'm not going right. to fight you. And so it started really with teaching students math, believe it or not. I had a passion okay. for math and okay. I wanted to tutor them in school. So I said, let me find an opportunity to tutor students. And they gave me right. that opportunity. And I, from there, I learned how to talk to people to get them to understand a very difficult subject in a very simplistic way. And I, I think that skill set, honing that in, you know, doing that skill, you know, really helped.
0: That is such a great story, Sean. You know what I love about that story is you're somebody who understood maybe on maybe really consciously or maybe only partially consciously that he wanted to be in service to people, wanted to help people, wanted to coach people. And so there you are in high school and and like anything else, you have to where can you do it? You find a place where it's possible and teaching even yeah. though you don't want to go on to become a math teacher you found the place where you could be in service and teaching someone in that way. And so began to learn it in the way you could given the environment you had. Right. Yeah. I mean, you use the resources available to you to begin your training in any way you can. I just think, you know, I just, not to harp on this, but I think it's so important because sometimes people think they have no opportunities but I, mm-hmm. and I've had, I have examples of what you're talking about in my own life, where the opportunities were there, but they were different than, I would have, would they, than what I wanted it to become, but it was a place to begin. And they're always where you are if you know to look for them, yeah? Yeah, you read my book. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're, we're in I sync, man.
1: We are. We are. That's exactly what it is. And I, I live by a quote by Les Brown, it says, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. I'm, right. I'm always preparing right. for the next opportunity because when it's there, I can execute. It's not about figuring right. it out
0: how to execute. I know exactly. I've already been preparing for this, you know, so it's, it's awesome. And so, all right, so you, so you right away, you're, you're helping people in math, helping kids with, mm-hmm. who need help with math and you like this experience. And, uh, but you know, you don't want to be a math teacher. I right. no. once <laughs> Right. That's different. But, and so when did you start, um, like actually take working with people about their with their life, coaching them, business coaching them, you know, training them, life coaching them. When did that begin, and what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, so it's always in an unofficial capacity, and I think okay. when I hit about college. When college yeah. was the level when I realized my leadership could really go to another level because at that point I was considered an adult and in college I realized the freedoms that they give the students to really empower them. I went to Maryville University, which is a great mm-hmm. school. Great school. Yeah. They're very student focused and they really empower students to step up in these leadership roles and I had okay. people there who pushed me to do that and they were like, "We really want you to do this and really step out, you know, and and show because you have a lot of experience." I don't they, they, you know, I was always so humble about it. I was like, Dude, People, you know things that they don't know. Nobody did what you right. did. A lot of right. the students have not had the lifestyle or done what you've done. You got to right. learn how to teach it to people so they also know what's inside your head. And so I started right. starting started with the college students, just starting with basic fundamentals of opening starting organizations or leading to you know events that they wanted to plan on campus or how to create right. you know the environment or space they needed to study. How can they study better? And I was using the resources as from tutoring. And then as I gra- as I slowly moved off campus it started to elevate when my circle started to expand where I met more people and they were asking about businesses and investments. And I was like, I have no idea. Like, you know, it was a whole new <laughs> realm for me to learn. I was right. like, Holy cow. I was like, what? I was like, how do I know this stuff? And you guys don't know this. So I'm like, It just right. slowly started to expand where well, I was doing this all for free. And I didn't, I never once yep. thought about monetizing anything I right. was doing until I wrote a book. And I was like, Oh wow, I can actually create a business taking advantage of people. But you know, I got tired of people giving us nuggets of information without telling us the background, you know, they show yeah. us the coaching aspect of, Oh, I'm making a million dollars. It's like, yes, but how are you treating your family? How are you leading your kids? How are you right. doing it? Like, don't, don't show me the the stuff that I want to say that's temporary because you're not showing me anything of value that's permanent. And I got to know that right. I'm going to be the right. person to create an organization that's dedicated to doing exactly that. I'm going to show you guys the permanent resources and the temporary how to get the temporary stuff and turn them into permanent resources and that's what, kind of what I built the book on and built my business on and still do to this day.
0: You know, I think it's really it's you, you what you were describing. sounds so familiar in that everything I do now I did for free for a while just because I like mm-hmm. doing it. I mean, I like I always say to people who pay me now, like, look, man, I would do this if you meet me at a party. I'm just going to do this anyway. But I yep. have to learn to make it pay for. But I do. I can't not do this. I just love to do it. And so I think doing it for free, I think, is critical to do the kind of work we're talking about. Because you just, you know, unless because it's not really not really a school for I me mean, the kind of is, but you kind of just got to do it. It's almost like a kind of self-appointed apprenticeship, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you do just kind of have to step in. And then also you have to demonstrate value. And I think I made a I made a comment on a podcast on a podcast that I do as well uh, for these podcasts, by the way, from Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, but I tell people all the time, you, you have to demonstrate value before you start asking for it believe in what you're doing on your own before you start looking at someone else and saying, Oh, I, you know, can you pay me for this? Cause if you don't believe in what you're doing and truly see that they'll, they'll see the holes in your foundation and you'll look like someone yeah. just asking for money because you think you have, you think you have an idea,
0: but no, no right. real
1: value, transactional value to offer
0: them. Value is everything. I would talk to people who are trying to sell their books. Cause I talk to writers a lot, which is, you have to know the value of the book. Yeah. What is valuable about it? Romance novels have a value to, romance readers and suspense writers are the kind of stuff I do The personal growth stuff um you got to know the value you got and you got to believe in the value because because people are going to pay for it so you have to know the value the emotional value yeah. the intellectual value and you got to believe it more than anybody else and it sounds like it sounds like you do sean good man <laughs> good man so you've talked a lot about leadership just interesting uh-huh. just what when you think when you say leadership what do you mean like what does that mean to you what is a good leader to you yeah to me it
1: starts with example when i hear the word leader i think example a lot of people hear leader okay. and they think direction someone who's taking right. them somewhere or doing something that's showing them i think no example if you're leading right. by example i think it's probably contributed that to my mother If you are the, you know, be the leader that people are looking to for answers, like be the person that they, because that's what the value is. She taught me that early. If you know what people don't know, they'll pay you for it. So learn. (laughs) Take the time to learn because they'll pay you for the, and now as a business owner, I realize, you know, paying people for other things that I don't want to do. I'm like, now I see what she's talking about. If they get really good in one area and especially leadership and especially this area, like Tony Robbins, for example, is a really good example of that. Where he speaks specifically on leadership. Now, granted, he's branching yep. now into more of the business areas, and the but he started just it, it's all I talk about is leadership. I don't talk about anything else. I don't talk about money. I don't try to right. you know act like I'm Dave Ramsey. I talk about leadership, value, and helping you understand you can do something different with your life than what you're doing right. today. And I love him for it. So yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, leadership. Such so, it. So so you because I always thought about that that a leader yes it doesn't the leader just says. Here is confidence. Here is compassion. Here is passion. And yeah. you know what it is? I think people sort of like, you know, like in people sing, they harmonize, but first you have that, you know, you hit that little bing, you get the, the tuning fork and everybody tunes to the A or the B or whatever. Yeah. I think that a, <laughs> a focused leader is like that. That It's something bright. It's like a bright light that people want to tune their attention to. Does that, does that resonate? Yes. Yeah. They're a person who can create the environment for others to yeah. succeed. That's the true yes. definition
1: of a leader. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
0: I like that. I like that. You know what? It's selfless. <laughs> it's in service. Yep. I like it. You are creating the environment where others can succeed. And it's very gratifying, isn't it?
1: It is. It is when you do it correctly. You know, if you're doing it for self-interest, it gets very tiring very quickly. But yeah. If you're doing it- yeah, and in in with the right mindset to make uh, literally make other people better. It's like you'll be better, and I think people fail to realize that is if you're an example and you make someone else's life better, you'll you, you will get the reciprocation. Whether it's the money you're looking for or attention or recognition, it'll come back. You just have to that you originally started with, and the rest of it will come. And that's it's what you know, I think is getting get missed. You know, getting missed especially in nowadays. But I'm trying to bring it back and and continue to push forward and speak on it and you know travel the world doing it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, no, it's really true. It's a, it, it, you get you know, I always say that love the math of love is the more you give, the more you have, the more you get. Mm-hmm. It just expands. You don't lose. You never lose giving love, which where if you give someone a dollar, you don't have that dollar. But love, it doesn't work that way. And I think that exactly um, and creating and, and helping others as the same sort of thing. OK, so, Sean, people want to work with you. They're like, this guy's great. This is the, I got to talk to him. How do they do that? <laughs> Where should they go? What? what how do they yeah. help me? How do they Absolutely. contact you? If, you?
1: if you would like to work with me, you can definitely book me for either a workshop or a speaking engagement for, at com. You can see all the content, all the books. The, the book is there, all the resources that we have. And then also, if you're in the young adult or youth age range and you want to see the content we have dedicated for them, for the youth is a whole different segment of my business that I have specifically for the youth and young adults. And that's primarily who I also target and look to coach as well. That um, they my
0: primary focus is them. So
1: uh, if you would love to contact me or get in touch with me,
0: that's those are two places to do that. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So Sean, so what, what if, so if somebody asked you, this, so if somebody, somebody said, Sean, I, I just, my things are kind of a mess with me right now. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm unfocused, nothing's working. What would you say to them is the first thing they should ask themselves? What's a good question they could start by asking themselves to help them get their thinking and their focus straight?
1: Yeah. I'll kind of go through my leadership model. You know, it's just inside information. So you guys be ready. Uh, no, <laughs> first okay. Word we're is, ready. Is, is stop. Stop what you're doing. Stop. It sounds odd because everyone's like, no, just go, go, go. It's like, no, speed and velocity does not equal success. No matter how right. fast you hit something, it doesn't mean it's going to work. And that's, that's right. what the annoying part of a lot of the speakers that I hear and respect to all the speakers out there, but there has to be a, a, a stopping point where they teach people, You know, yes, I'm, I'm motivated to take action, but you have to address what's currently happening before you add on top of it. So stop right. in where you are now and figure out what you've already done Think about everything that's already happened and learn something from the lessons that you haven't gotten out of that will come the next step for you. You'll know where to go next instead of trying to try something else and see if it works. And that's where the consistency and the sustainability and, you know, what the book really harps on is teaching you how to check all of those areas from the past so you know where you're going in your future.
0: I like it. You know, one of the things I have struggled with, not so much anymore, but for years was boredom. Boredom. Right And, and, and it was just I lived in fear. Of it. And then I realized the, the answer to boredom when I'm feeling bored, oddly, is to actually do nothing. That yeah. I, It's really your same advice because I, I have to stop because it's like I am not in tune with myself. I don't know what my right. inner desire is, and I'm not in tune with it. So all the things I'm thinking of doing seem boring. So I need to stop. Don't do anything and wait for the next thing to come. And I am yes. all for stopping. Check in yeah. with yourself. I, one of my favorite teachers, um, uh, not Baniel, said you can, Oh, she was a genius. Really worked with my son. was just great. She said, you can only do quickly what you know how to already do. You have to slow down when you do the new thing. You can't do the new thing. fast." All right, Sean, you're an interesting guy. You're doing great work and you're just, and really, I feel like we are just, we're just, we're just the tip of the iceberg for Sean Singleton the (laughs) second. I think there's a lot to come and it's going to be good stuff. And I'm, 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 I'm I hope we can stay in touch a little bit so I can find out what comes. I think there's a lot of good stuff coming for you and, uh, and stuff you're going to do. And I think it's very exciting. You got a great point of view and uh, I'm just uh, glad I got you on this show.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Bill, for having me. It was great. And I think, yeah, we'll definitely stay connected and as things grow and, and see where we end up.
0: Yeah, do so. And, you know. Just, I think you've, you've just got such a great, lovely, winning formula because it is so service-based, which is such a heart-based thing. Uh, I just feel like it's instant success in that way. So good on you. And uh, it, was, it was great having you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks, Bill. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Stop, people. Stop. 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 <laughs> Slow down. Keep up with yourself. See what you've done. He's right. Sean is right. Hey, listen, this has been fun, wasn't it? Remember, if you want to sign up for a little fearless writing, you can go on my website, williamkenhour.com. You can do that. Uh, I think the next couple of weeks, I will be pre-recording a couple interviews with people. I think they're in Ireland or something. I don't know. Anyway, listen, it's great talking to you all. Thank my producer, RJ Jeffries. Thank you. Thank you to Sean Singleton. And all of you out there, go find something you love to do. Anything. It doesn't matter. Find what you love to do and do it.